but a star is born. I'm gonna go with this intro. All right, I'll stop. (laughs) The diamond being made by pressure from a coal, and the podcast is born from that. Well, you know we're recording right now, don't you? I saw the recording light. I saw your feeble attempt at playing the intro. Since, since it wasn't feeble, but since you, uh, since you've been, because I got I got nervous because you were talking over my intro. Um, well, it's good to have you back, buddy. Tell me about tell me about the. Tell me about where you were. How was it? Did you catch all your food that you ate? Yeah, for one of the trips. So I, I was lucky enough to go on two back-to-back vacations. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said one of the trips. That was such a subtle flex. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm unpacking it. So I, I had a trip planned with my buddy Michael, and um, it was to go to the Bahamas on a boat. We charter a boat, and we spearfish, and it's, you know, pretty sporty trip, and it's really cool with the families and you know kind of you know spearfish and fillet and eat it all and it's really a neat trip and then i got invited at the last minute to a buddy's trip and it just happened to be another boat <laughs> to saint bart so um i was on two weeks of boating trips two different trips but uh like i told you um you can have and i hate even saying this because it sounds like i'm being such a jackass when i say it but you can actually have too much vacation and I had a Wednesday catch up with Erica from my office um, on the second week of the vacation. It was probably one of the best days I had because at a certain point you need something to do. Yeah. And I listened to your podcast that you guys did with um, uh, Trey and uh, Dwight about to sell or not to sell. And I just absolutely loved that podcast. I you so, did love that. I, I got loved great it, man. I really wish you had been there, but we did get a lot of I feedback because it. it was such a it's such a poignant topic right now. You know, but it also talked to you. You hit a you hit a very good topic for me because here I am at the second week. Um, we had Salt Lake City, uh, we right. had Park City rather. Yeah, so it went from Park City at the Mastermind to one week in a boat to one day home and another week in a boat. Yeah. So it was like really like three weeks of like vacationing, and it just you were talking about when you sell and what do you do and there's no purpose. And it was really hitting home. So for me, I just know myself well. I do. I just know that I know I never got to give my opinion, but I just would not want to sell based on what is going on in my life well, it's right funny. now. You say that I actually had a, a, a conversation with someone who will remain nameless, but he, he is a friend of both of you and I, Craig, and, and he was telling me that he has a pediatric group that's doing about, uh, what did I say? $18 million in EBITDA, $20 million of EBITDA. And I was telling him about like kind of, all these topics right and i was like like right now it just feels like it's for me it's just head down it's you know i'm feeling very energized with work really not you know cash flow you know you focus on cash flow and and a lot of purpose and he's like man i gotta tell you like that's that's the ticket right he is like because i have a lot of friends who have who have have crossed over the rubicon of selling maybe this is just the narrative right now i want to clarify but they've crossed over the rubicon of selling you know, and there's a lot of depression, right? The, the because the the happiness of seeing all those zeros hit your bank account, like you've always said, is very short lived, right? There's only so much boating you can do and catching your own fish and doing that thing that makes you is going to make you feel good, or sitting on the beach or playing tennis or whatever you think you're romantic about, you're going to do, but you don't have patient cares. And that's why I loved, honestly, Craig, the one thing that, you know, I, 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 told, I don't know if you heard from the pod, but I sat there for a long time without any electronics and was really thinking about communicating the pros and cons. And I sat there and wrote things out because I really wanted it to be succinct because I knew it would be A, a long podcast and B, 
there'd be a lot of um, details in that. And that's where I kind of like came up with that, like what we talked about with Paul Goodman yesterday, that freedom of direction. Mm, yeah. And I'm actually adding that, um, you know, because Norm, your, your, your buddy Norm, who came and spoke with us, um, I'm actually adding that to, sorry, my dog shaking the camera, adding that to uh, the end of, of the stuff that we're going to give out for his, like the financial acumen stuff and the, and the stuff that we're going to give out at Summit for this year. And you mean I just, Randy, right? When you're saying I'm Norm. sorry. What did I say? You said Norm. Oh shit! No, no, no. Sorry, no, Randy. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Randy. I don't don't know why I was thinking about Norm. Um, anyway, and so adding it to it because I just think it's really cool. Uh, the freedom of direction, right? That we were talking about with Paul Goodman, right? And and I was saying how dentistry is so neat, and that if you you can you can whatever you want to do, you can drive towards that. So if you want more time, maximize for time and you can maximize your practice for time you can actually go down to three days which what an interesting by the way when we had the room of very successful masterminders in the room and we were just kind of taking a poll and curious like talking about the days of profitability meaning what's been your most profitable cadence of days is it five days is it four days for those of them who have titrated down and do you remember what the consensus was yeah what was it? It's an overwhelming percentage at three days is the is three the, days the profitability yeah. sweet spot. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah, and then Dwight and I were talking about how like we even had tried kind of that two days, like all right, well if three, then go to two. And two was kind of fifty percent of three, meaning it, it, it didn't work. So that yeah. that that clinical efficiency where you're kind of maximized for you know minimal class minimal clinical time, maximum output. Right, the relationship between the two, we 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 saw an overwhelming uh, consensus of people saying three days, and and that's not to say that everyone listening to this should do that. I don't think. I think that's a dangerous narrative to to start start beating our chest about and saying that that's what you should do, because I don't think it's right for everyone, bud. I think that takes. I think it takes. You have to have some clinical. You have to have a enough years under your belt to have some clinical efficiency and kind of know what you don't know, kind of thing. That make any sense? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's not out the gates. It's not the time to do that, right? Yeah. I went from five to four to three to two. You know, like you, you yeah. titrate down, and you have the the freedom back to the direction of free uh, the freedom of direction. You have the freedom if you wanted to optimize for that. So if you're if your hair's on fire and you're just like, I'm gonna sell because I want to go. I want to go to t ball games and I want to go to the beach. Well, yeah. like you have the freedom because you have the vehicle, the practice as your vehicle to start driving the narrative of your practice that way rather than this draconian move to just sell it. And so, yeah, I think that's what most people in life do. They make massive course corrections when all you just need is a minor course correction and mm-hmm. then a little bit of time. But You've that, been really good on that beating the drum on that. I have to say over the years, you know, um, we're just reminding that, you know, I get, I get to be a very, uh, throw out the baby with the bathwater kind of thing. You know, I'd make these big sweeping movements. Like you've always said. Yeah. Right? Well, you eat shit sandwich. Just until like you're like I'm done, like you yeah. know, it's, it's like I want to throw the whole thing out, or like your text always at the last week of February when it's 42 degrees in Atlanta and 78 and 40. Like, hey, is Palm Beach Gardens or Jupiter better? I'm like, oh, it must be late February because this is your shit again. Well, it's, it's just true. that lack of vitamin D is is starting yeah. to uh, become become well, the uh, schedule of vacation. You're always welcome here, but um, no, I agree with you. Uh, there is, I think, to your point as well that you can't start with two and expect to 
you know, trim down or start with three, you know, it's like when you hire, you know, I heard so many people hire an associate and we had a masterminder, I think from 2020 class that had this guy that was just one day a week for like the last five years. I'm like, why mm. one day a week? Well, they're not busy enough. Like, do me a favor and get them four days a week right. and pay the guarantee. And right. sure enough, I checked back in with them like a year ago. The guy's like a rock star now. So it's hard to build. But once you've built it, to trim it down and get more efficient when you're clinically yep. and operationally efficient is not a hard thing to do. You know what I have been shocked about? There's two things I want to talk to you about. One is Trump. And then the second is these are totally not related. And the second is how many I've been shocked about just talking to dentists in the past five years about how many have a lot of part time, either hygienists or oh, doctors yeah. that come into their practice and you hear like, well, I've got three part timers that come in and, and two part time dentists. I'm like, do you understand the logistics of that? Right. The disruption of that is is almost like you listen it's to these like stories. Using a temp hygienist as well. Have you ever used a temp hygienist in your practice? Or I shouldn't say ever, but in the last five years, uh, have you called no. a temp? We've never done that. No. <clears throat> Me too. I've never done that. I mean, obviously, early on, you you you're thinking that you just you need to fill the position for mm -hmm. that one day. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a very different way of looking at things, and we when you have someone that's just one day a week, you have three people one day a week for three different days. It's just really hard to get that team gelled together. You basically have three different cultures, especially if you have a small team and that one person makes up 25% of your team. If you have a team of four or something like that, mm -hmm. but, but uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. People don't see it that way. I would say, you know, when you don't want to, if, if you add someone who's good, if you have a room and you add someone who's good, they will build their own schedule. I mm. even go so far to think that every great dentist you have in your practice, and I'm gonna, I might need your help trying to get this thought out, but just, just hear me out with this. Every great dentist you have in your practice grows a practice within three years that can support 1.3 dentists or 1.4 dentists. So if you have an amazing associate that wows the patients, after three years, that person will not only be, if you have the right systems in place and marketing mm -hmm. stuff like that, that person will not only be able to, to feed themselves, but a third of another one. How, or, or would, they feed, like how would they feed? Would they be triaging for the th other third that they're giving out? How would, tell me, tell no. me why. Would they what just I, help grow the practice through amazing experience kind of thing? Right. That's what I'm saying. So the, okay. the amount that they grow their practice, if they're good, not only will get themselves busy, but could mm. feed another person. They'll be overwhelmed with their four days a week in two hands to satisfy all the patients that they'll generate. That's my thought. If they're really great, I've seen it yeah, happen I, before. Yeah. I mean, I wonder why you're stuck on a third. I mean, I, would I don't know. I just pulled it out of my ass. I yeah. was just saying like, it's just not one. If you're, if you're not great, you will never grow your own practice to, su to support yourself, all things being equal in your location, your marketing assistance being on point. But if you're really great and patients love you, you will grow a business beyond your own practice. And you're talking about an associate, right? Yeah. That, I mean, I don't, I, I, I mean, I if you find a thoroughbred associate, you, you, you can figure out, even if you don't think you have the means to hire them, meaning from a patient, new patient standpoint the uh, availability of work a lot of times like you know when you get a star they can harvest from just doing hygiene checks and make themselves busy and it's not, not going to be in the beginning right but over the course of three to six months all of a sudden start getting some base hits right start encouraging new patients start asking for referrals because there's a hunger there 
right? And so when when you've got idle time, you're saying, hey, Miss Jones, I know we just met, but like, do you have any friends that you could send in the practice? Like, they're hungry for that. So, you, so I totally agree with you, Greg. You get the right you get the right person in the practice that you can almost, um, you know, there's a same day dentistry opportunity, and then there's a multiplying effect of them just being there. Yeah, I think that's same what thing goes for a hygienist too, but a great hygienist. We had a, a specific example of a mastermind in, in back in Park City that um, was talking about marketing. She was like, I want to pick your brain for a marketing technique. And we started kind of almost going down a marketing rabbit hole with her. And then we said, well, how long is it if you're a new patient and you want to get in for a cleaning, how long do you have to wait? And her answer was like three or four weeks or five weeks. Mm -hmm. So she's going to step on the marketing pedal. Right. <laughs> when a person calls for a new patient, she can't get them in for four or five weeks or whatever it is. That's not a marketing problem. And this person had. What do you think it should be? I know we've talked about, I think we've talked about this in the past at nauseum, but like, what would you say would be the right mix of, Hey, we'll come in right now if you can, cause we're so not busy versus eight weeks. What do you think so, is, what so do you I, think is the right mix? So I think if you're an insurance practice and you're, hmm. you know, 75% or greater participation in PPO, I think that 10 weeks is fine. Totally yeah. fine. Okay. But if it's a fee for service patient and they're willing to pay more for their experience and you say you can't get them in for that same mm. five, six, seven weeks, you're gone. I think my answer is probably a week, a week to 10 a days. Week. Okay. I was going to say two. I was going to say two. Would be I was, probably I max. Good 10 days. What if you were, all right, let me go back to that question. So you said it's basically 10 and two are the answers. What if you were a, a, a PPO office and you were trying to hybridize kind of like what the model that you have in? So would you, would you be carving off blocks, appointment blocks in your schedule to preserve for that? Do you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? So yeah, that, we always do that. There's a do difference that. in availability is where I'm going. Right. Yeah. So in our practice, you know, I, I always like to say, and I'm sure you've heard it a million times. It's like PPO practices are like weeds. They grow without any fertilizer. They just happen to show up. We don't, you know, patients just show up with uh -huh. PPO and the fee for service practice is trying to grow like tomatoes in the weed field. The tomatoes <laughs> will die and the weeds will take it over. So a PPO, <laughs> if you have a hybridized practice and you're not really watching your mix left alone, the practice will become more PPO centric because the PPO patient realizes they have to wait. The fee for service patient is used to paying for better service or, you know, it's like booking a flight two months from now versus booking a flight for this afternoon. The one that's going to go this afternoon is going to be a lot more expensive typically than the one that was booked out two months ago. So if you're going to have a PPO practice and it's going to be high uh, or rather a hybridized PPO practice, my feeling is that you have to block off fee for service blocks and you have to be willing to have them, you know, in your schedule for tomorrow or the next day without them being filled, just so that when that fee for service patient shows up, they can fit into that block. Mm. I don't know um, the, you know, ramifications of that beyond the supply and demand ramifications, but that's something we've always done. We have fee for service blocks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the pre-blocking thing, I know we've talked about this. You know, this is where, <laughs> I got to say, but this is where someone was asking me the other day, like, how long have you all podcast? And I was like, since like 2016. And so, shit, that's coming up on, you know, seven, that's about seven years now, right? So like, sometimes I feel it either between the conversations that you and I have just offline and as, you know, as, as confidants in our business and such, and then compound that with the conversations we've had in podcast. I feel like 
I feel like everything is now repetitive. <laughs> really? we've, had, we've had this conversation. So if, if this, if you're listening to this and you've never <laughs> heard us talk about the block or a fee for service block, please comment below. Oh if God. you've heard it and pay, listen, sometimes you need to hear things a couple of times. I've gone to a bunch of different seminars over the last 10 years and a lot of the content is the same in some of the seminars that I've been to, but it lands on me differently. And everybody's in a different life cycle to practice too, Peter. Ugh. So maybe when they heard it the first time, um, it was not applicable. And now mm -hmm. they're like, oh shit, they were right. I started taking PPOs or I put my one of my associates on PPOs. And now, I don't know, I think it is 12 weeks to get in a new patient. Yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. what? Put that freaking block in. And, and like everything else, like our blocks go away and our fee for service numbers go down, our PPO numbers go up, and we have to change that. So, you know, it's not set it and forget it in life or business. It's a constant tweaking of everything. So, you know, the the, the people who are diehard listeners who've heard everything, they need to hear it again at different life cycles of the practice. Can you do me a favor though, Peter? I, you brought up Trump and I thought that was like a fit of Tourette's. How did that, how did that, <laughs> like, was it that you were with I ever had a weekend? fit of Tourette's before, bud? Yeah, I've never heard it before. Yeah, but you um, were at Mar-a-Lago, right? For a while, I was at Mar-a-Lago this weekend, which yes. is the palace for Trump, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. He showed up. He showed. Up. I was at a wedding, um, and I got that vitamin D that I had been craving. So now I'm now I'm good on Florida for a while, but I don't need to good. move there. Well, it's Ninety degrees here today. You wouldn't last. Yeah, I would not. I'm, I'm heat intolerant. Um, but it was cool. I'd never been there before. I know you've been there a couple of times, maybe. And uh, man, you talk about security getting there. You had to you had to present ID and you pat downs and yeah, like yeah. it was it, it was it was pretty intense. <laughs> and that was even you know I didn't know that he was even going to show up to the wedding. But uh, yeah, it was really it was really neat. It was a obviously a very opulent place. I guess it oh, was yeah. a. I found out that it was owned by. Did you know the story? Who it was owned by in the past? Mm, I, and do you I know might, what he got it you, for? The money wise? No, tell me. So it was it was. It was owned by the post company, which is the uh, post, oh, yeah, the yeah, cereal, yeah. the cereal. Yeah. And I think he bought it in like the eighties for uh 10 million bucks. Right. right. And I'm sure when he bought it, he was like deliberating like, Oh man, there's a lot yeah, of money. This? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. You know, yeah, it's just an interesting thing not to talk about him. I mean, let's take him as the, as the, as the controversial figure out of it for a second. Um, you know, just the ups and downs from zero to billions back to zero to billions is just <laughs> must be it had been the craziest ride in the roller coaster. Also, another thing I found out that he did for Mar Largo because it has a golf course, he put his golf course in a conservation easement. Oh, no and way. Got, and got a and said, Hey, to the city of Palm Beach, can you imagine the, the amount of money? So the way, if everyone doesn't know how a conservation easement works, if you own a large tract of land or even any kind of land, and you basically a valuable tract of land that happens valuable tract and has yeah. has great use potential, has development potential or minerals or oil or Solar. whatever it is. So and so, if you tell the government, "Hey, look, I own this tract of land. It's green space now. It's trees. It's beautiful. It's nature. If I agree not to ever develop this land, you need to give me." the charitable deduction of what it could have been. Right. Yeah. And so you talk, I think it, I don't, I need to look it up. I wish we could, we could, we, I wish we had someone who's like a, you know, our the little, Jamie. Uh, yeah, Jamie that'd be like, Hey, look it up and see what the, what the deduction was. I'll be your Jamie. Thanks. You, you, you are kind of my Jamie, but anyway, I just thought that was interesting too. So I learned a couple tidbits. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it was awesome. Went on the water for a little bit. We went down to two two queens. Is that the name of it? The name of the uh, bar? Okay. All right. Well, yeah, no, that so was the Trump's next deal behind Mar-a-Lago, seven-figure tax break veiled uh, from the IRS. Yeah, wonderful. Because listen, the way it works for those who have developed anything, when you take agricultural land in your city or some use and you want to put a more dense use, you want to build multifamily or dental office or something like that, you may have to buy land credits from the mm-hmm. state, meaning that I am going to take this piece of land and I'm going to make it, I'm going to put concrete all over it. And the state says, well, we need the same amount of green space somewhere else. So you pay these land credits to the state and the state goes off and buys something else. In that case, they bought the go- golf course from Trump. Mm-hmm. So they yep. took that, it's, it's deeded to the state, it has a deed restriction. Wh- whoever he sells it to, it'll be nothing but green and space. And never develop it, ever in perpetuity. Ne- that goes with the deed, it's a deed restriction. So yep. he is he is allowed to do that. Yep. And people lament about, you know, these loopholes as people call it. Everybody's all pissed off at Trump and Trump does give people a lot of reasons to get pissed off at him. But yeah. one of the things you really can't hold anything against him is that he uses tax incentives. You know, people who are pissed off call them loopholes, but they're actually government incentives. And Randy's always famous for talking about that. Randy's, you know, one of my best friends. He's like, it's 6,000 pages long, the tax code and something like only 50 pages is what to pay in tax. The other 5,900 pages is government incentives mm-hmm. so i mean like you you with you know your your property as well um hopefully you wind up doing that but you could be sitting in a huge conservation easement as well which is amazing what a great use of your money yeah, especially yeah. if you were gonna you know not develop it anyway right so it's just right you know it's learning about these things i think that it's just it's just fascinating um you know and sometimes you just don't learn about it until later in life and you're like why didn't someone tell me this which you know it, honestly greg it would have been a moot point back in the day because you got to have capital to, to, to acquire and things like that but um anyway um let's uh let's um did uh, you see so, the, so let me just give you the because i'm your jamie okay so the mar-a-lago tax break was a hundred million dollar tax break and by the way right, so, that yeah. wasn't that was investigated by the new york attorney general that is legit because you were just in palm beach that much <laughs> land that built a oh golf course God. is worth a hundred grand so they have to stand up they get audited and the the irs may say like okay like your your cornfield in iowa is not worth the money you've said because yes you could put condos there but you're in the middle of iowa and no one right. wants to be in a cornfield but if you own a golf course on Palm Beach Island, it's the most expensive dirt in the entire United States. Really so is. what a brilliant move on his part, you know, but it was a 2017 <laughs> investigation that went through it and it's legit. You and, know? you know, people may have heard about like the conservations in the past and the government was cracking down and they were cracking yeah, down. But basically they were doing just what you said. It was these massive syndicate deals where, right. where people were going and buying random ass land that had no value and basically saying, Oh, well we could have developed minerals in it and then selling the shares of that as a partnership to us. And I think you and I have been in a couple right before you really understand yep. it. And they are cracking down. Almost all of those have been audited. Um, right. But when it's a single those, member like that, like the Trump one, it's, it's like, well, okay, well, you know, I'm not trying to, and by the, way, funny you know, the land is the land. The value is the value. And also Trump being the shrewd real estate guy, he was, it says in the case of Mar-a-Lago, the deduction had another important goal. It provided Trump with the bargaining chip he needed to leverage permission from the Palm Beach Town Council to convert Mar-a-Lago from a private residence into a money-making private club. 
So imagine mm. you tell a city, I'm going to leave all this deeded as green space into perpetuity. That is a huge bargaining chip. Like I, yeah, I was really a is. chairman of the planning and zoning department of Delray Beach for four years, which is an absolute freaking nightmare. So anybody who's listening and wants to get involved in city government, really think I'll twice about that as a private business owner, because no matter what, you're going to piss off half the people, no matter which way you vote. But one of the things is that when a developer comes to town, it's always a push about less density and more green space. So mm -hmm. what a brilliant move on their part. And, you know, for those that are thinking of, you know, developing a dental building or something like that, if you have excess land, there are things you can do like that, whether they be conservation easements of a portion of your property. Because let's, let's face it, it's pretty damn cool to have green space around your dental office as well. So there, there's, there's, these are just interesting tools that had no one talked to us about them, right. you know, we, we wouldn't be able to take advantage of them either. Um, I enjoyed, you know, we went live for those of you who follow Paul Goodman. Uh, we went live yesterday with him on dental nachos and, and he was, you know, we've gotten to be close with him. I think he's just, I think he's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he was, he's got the gift, his own train. He's kind of like you, like he, he can talk and he's witty and he's on his feet and he's gregarious and charismatic. And, uh, and I've got, I've enjoyed getting to know him. So he was like, Hey, y'all go live with me, uh, on, on, uh, the nachos, dental nachos. And, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about the summit. And he really kind of dug in and, and was asking, you know, why are, why it's different and X, Y, and Z. And he's also having an event that it looks like Craig and I are going to go to, um, and, uh, up in Philadelphia in April, um, right before Craig, it's right before we go to that AACD and do that, do the patient experience lecture. And I'm excited about that April That's 27th, the ACD. I had every intentions of making you write a book. So we'd have the second book being the patient experience. I'll, I'll narrate before, it. Before. <laughs> I thought, see, you you don't have. P, I thought you had PTSD from that. Oh, that was you were reminding me what a kick in the ass that was. I well, was like, guess hey, what? Peter, it's a beautiful thing is now. Now, do you know about AI Whisper? Oh no, but I can imagine because yeah. AI is hooking up to 3D machines that are writing your homework. So I'm sure it will read whatever you need it to read. Yeah. So AI Whisper is essentially is going to be able to. You can just load it full of text, pick who you want to read, and the it's not even robotic sounding anymore basically so I probably could even the narrator next book yeah morgan freeman or something like that's the that's new my choice by the way i like his voice okay well then let's do that if you i'll get this book written and then morgan freeman can can narrate in the deep fake voice for bulletproof uh the next bulletproof book which will be the patient experience um but it is it's ai whisper and there's obviously tons of tributaries from that did you know that snapchat is actually launching a, they're integrating chat GPT into Snapchat, right? I so that it's going to become how like, just, work. huh? How's that? What's the implication? You know, I don't, honestly, I got to tell you, I don't know Snapchat as much as people have said, you should do advertising or you should get going and you would crush it. Remember Bo, who was my videographer forever. Oh, and he's yeah. got followers of 50 million on Snapchat. And he's like, Dr. B, you really should do this. And I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it right i you know i was almost so like burnt out from like my personal on instagram and stuff like that and i just was like i just can't do it bud so i don't know how it's going to work is is where, what i'm trying to say i don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen with it um yeah, but there's I some predictive stuff going on with google documents i heard 
like where they start suggesting things. I mean, it's fantastic. Well, look, I mean, that plus think about your emails, right? Sometimes when you write emails, it gives you like the next three or four words that you think you want to write, right? I love it. Craig, that's about the next version is about to start proposing the entire email. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, can you make it to next week? And then you write, unfortunately, comma, and then it's going to come up with, I've got another obligation. Hopefully you can invite me to the next one. You hit tab and it's all there. Enter. I mean, why not? It'll yeah. go by the first word. A lot of it. See, we, we had, I don't know if you remember from the pod with just me, me, Dwight and Trey, but we, I think, or maybe you were on one. We we're like, we're probably going to have to mention chat GPT or, or AI in some capacity on every pod going forward, just like the open uh, just like the all in guys. And there, there's our mention of it. There's our mention of it. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I don't know how it's going to work, but it's definitely going to be exciting. And then, you know, there's soon to be, I think like I mentioned on that last pod soon to be GPT four, which really they're on version yeah. three right now. I think the consumer's a little burnt out though. I mean, cause listen, everybody, everybody said that every trend is going to take off. And I do mm -hmm. think that chat GPT is, is real. I don't think that when my blender told me it had Bluetooth connectivity, I was really excited about what the application of that would be. Right. I don't need to connect to my blender right. or my toaster. The internet. <laughs> Every well, that was, remember, that was the IOE, the internet of everything, right? We're all right. But that's so silly. You know? and, yeah. Why, why is your toaster and, connected? And, or your refrigerator kind of thing. Right, I right. <laughs> Tell me I mean, I need look, to change my culture. I think that's that. it's a different, there's, there's more, there's more applications that are going to happen is, from there's, that. There's fatigue in amongst the consumer. I agree. This shit again. I you agree. Know, this is this is real. This is absolutely real. Yeah, I think it'll just transform into being just we won't be talking about it anymore, but it'll just kind of be happening. No different than like the invention, quote unquote, of the internet. And all of a sudden it was like internet, 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 email, you know, and and all of a sudden it just became a thing. It wasn't even like no one was saying chat, GPT, or internet or whatever. Um but I do see it. I do see a lot of applications. Like there's a lot of dental softwares that are going not just from the diagnostics, right? But I think, I think um, you know, insurance verifications are starting to kind of you know, softwares are starting to do that. I know we're going to have. Um, I'm not sure AirPay does that, but I know we're going to have Derek on shortly, which you and I are fans of the AirPay insurance. Uh, yeah, my team's loving it. Yeah, and we're going to have him on shortly, I guess, in the pod. But I think, you know, all softwares are going to be able to kind of like bolt bolt on and become smarter, which is in the end going to make us more productive, right? And so it's not a, let's holy shit, turn it off. It's it's the people who want to be productive are going to be 10x more productive, period. Right, well, that's going to affect everybody, whether you <laughs> utilize it for your own productivity, your personal productivity. It's, it's, it's just another tool that's not going to be able to be replaced. Not to crazy. go crazy, not to go like a crazy just off on these weird topics but what about the department of energy concluding that the most likely origin of covid19 pandemic was the well, wuhan lab in china yeah well i mean i think i'm totally that... going we, we are all over the effing place this uh this pod but who cares who cares um but well, it's know, just like funny two, how two years ago the just this conversation that we're yeah. having and presuming that this is you know going on youtube with what we just said we would have had warning labels all over. We we still may get one. We might have been pulled down, quite honestly. Yeah. So it's it's really upsetting that the that people's memories are so short because the, just the very conversation, just the idea that we'd have this dialogue was forbidden, and now you have you know one of the government agencies saying it's the most likely conclusion. Holy shit! Seven million people died, Peter. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big deal. Like and and and. But I remember. But, but, 
people don't Remember people have such short attention spans you know i was listening to something like when the cuban missile crisis happened everyone knew that we were on the precipice of world war three nukes mm -hmm. were armed and ready there was a lot of threats it's not very different from what it is today the only difference is then the, the missiles were in cuba or approaching cuba but now the missiles are so much faster the fact that they're in moscow or whatever doesn't really make a difference and no one's talking about that if you look at google trends right now the most popular search is still probably the freaking kardashians no one's but then you see little drops of things I'm like i'm gonna be the google. jamie for a second i think that's fake news seven million people no and the, the biggest trend is is uh well, yeah, look Kardashian. at Google Trends, by the way. It's oh, not. my God, you are right. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Tell me the top it three is things. The Kardashians. <laughs> right. So it's like, here we are. You know, no oh one's talking gosh. about it. No no one's talking about any of this stuff. So it's like we're almost so immune or over-entertained or over-dopamine. But mm -hmm. no one's having intelligent conversations around this stuff. And it's such a big deal. Like, oh, aliens, Wuhan was the Wuhan. Actually, it was a lab leak. And oh, by the way, we, we're, we're at the precipice of World War III. Anyway, um, did you see what the Kardashians were? You see what Rihanna was wearing at the Super Bowl? It's like, yeah. I'm like, we're like living in an alternate reality. It's such an interesting time. You know what else is trending is urethritol. Urethritol. Right, the artificial that? sweetener that down a dentistry, you know, it doesn't, it's a sweetener that doesn't, it actually fights tooth decay and it's made in all the keto stuff. Finding it's like okay. dire. Is this actually on Google Trends? Yeah, it's a story. That's why it's trending. Trend? Urethritol is trending, as well as student loan forgiveness, by the way. Well, yeah, we're, I think the dental student loan, is that going to be there too? The dental student loan is not on the trends, no. Okay, got it. But it is, it is a big fight in, in Congress right now. You know that? Yeah, I do know well, that. There are people, actually, there are two individuals, as a matter of fact. There's six states kind of fighting, but pushing back on on not the forgiveness, right? Not allowing it. And there's also two individuals that are that have made big class action suits because they essentially, uh, they don't qualify for it because you cap out at either $125,000 individually if you make more than one hundred twenty five k a year or two fifty married. And you you phase out of that you are you are not qual the the deduction or the forgiveness you are uh, prohibited You're from excluded. partaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know I don't we you know we've we've asked about the whole dental thing. You and I actually in full disclosure were, before the pod started, we're asking. I was like, hey, do, do you know if if loan loan uh, since COVID have been on, you know, there was a pause. There was, there was pause, a, yeah, there was there was a hiatus. That was I believe expanded. that's, I believe that's over Peter. You do. I think, I think it's over. still in effect. I think it's still yeah. in effect. Yeah. If Jamie, someone can you check on that for us, yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, if you're listening to this podcast, you comment below. Oh, I don't God. know if dental student loans are, forget, are are still postponed. I think they are, yeah. man. I think they, they just grouped them all together, but I don't know. Um, all right, bud. I think that's, uh, I don't know if we've got m more agenda, more topic. We just kind of getting together, getting you back in the mix after all of your vacations. And I appreciate uh, being welcome back on. Yeah. Welcome, nice welcome to be back to your show. Again. Welcome back to your own show. That's all good. You guys did a good job. I'm excited to hear the one. When do I get to hear the one with Randy? Oh, that, that was really out? good. Yeah. The, the, the Randy kind of going over all the financial things, right? Like Randy's going to be speaking because he spoke to the mastermind, right? And he's going to be speaking because he was so good and captivating. And I saw so many 
financial light bulbs go on in people's head, then I was like, Randy, you need to take these. He has this thing called Randy's 20, 20 basically, 20 basically financial lessons. And he has a PowerPoint that he gives to his kids and study groups and all the things, right? And so I was like, Randy, why don't you and I kind of work on this? And he he knows he's forgotten more than I know about this shit. But I was oh, like, yeah, why don't we adapt shit. it? Why don't we adapt it to kind of more dentistry? And then you come and kind of speak about this. And, um, and it's cool. I can't wait to show you actually, but it's, it's, it's a timeline thing. Cause what happened, Craig, when, when oh, I think I saw and, that already, yeah, like yeah, you saw I'm the, giving advice for people that are in the adult stage of their practice and it's falling. Well, you're giving advice for people at the mastermind, for example, I'll just kind of throw you under the bus. You were giving advice for late stage investors, meaning late stage in their life and no, well, not late in your life. <laughs> no, like, no people who have reached a certain level of financial acumen and success, right? You, you can't get more juice out of investment in your own practice. It's time right. to go into all. And so that's, that was my calling at the time. I said, you guys need to stop because this could be falling on deaf ears to someone. I was pointing to X, Y, and Z, right? They, we are different, right? We have right. maybe someone yeah, in this room has consumer loans or student loans or want to invest in their practice has 1980s equipment here. You're talking about alternate, you know, put some money in alternate investments when they haven't taken advantage of practice maximization. They haven't taken advantage of getting rid of consumer loans. They haven't taken advantage have a, of a plumbed chair, a plumbed room without yeah, the chair, the real estate even. Right. And so yeah. it was, a, so I, I was like, look, I think just, I don't know why my brain always goes there. Just like it has the bulletproof pathway. It always goes to a very linear process. Yep. And, I try to break things down in a step-by-step -step format as, as you've, you know, over the years always made fun of me for that, which I love because it's, I, I'm proud of that because I, I try to break down complex things and make, and distill them down to step-by-step -step processes because that's what I've done essentially in life. You know, I was never gifted in school. I was never gifted in just a lot of the things, but I was able to kind of take a hard topic and then eat the elephant one bite at a time and really kind of put my nose down and, and, keep eating glass for a while so what i'm excited to kind of present with randy or have randy present is I'm is um at the summation of that really kind of adapting the the one through 20 of the investment advice and here's the things oh, to yeah. check off is also the timeline of things to look at in your progression of of your career in like investing and making money and paying off debt and doing it correctly and getting the sequence right, Craig, versus skipping steps three through 10 and going to 10, like you guys were talking about. I think it was like that yeah. could, that's catastrophic. You are not ready for that level. You're not ready for the alt investments with CAS you were talking about, for example. Right, right, right. No, it's and, definitely a stepwise process. Randy's just a guy who's been through it all. He sold his business. You probably oh. hear me talking about him all the time, but He's one of my closest friends. And even back in 2000, 2012, when I was building this building and I got really nervous, then I had an offer on the table from a very large DSO. It was a minor offer, but it was like a way to just punch the clock and mm. you know, kind of punch my ticket and get out. He wrote me this email and it was amazing. I got to send you this email. But he's like, he the subject was like dentists or the the concept was like, you know, we want our daughters to marry dentists. Bankers love dentists. You know, you're you're the ones that we want to rent in our buildings. You never go bankrupt. You know, charge on, become an entrepreneurial wrecking ball. It was the most beautiful like mm -hmm. call to call to um, to self confidence and self reliance, and it really saved me um, because I was in a dark space. I was way over budget, and like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, it was a micro correction. I needed a micro correction, but when you don't, when you're desperate and you're, you know, cortisol's flowing, you're freaking out. You think the only way through this is 
something draconian. And so it's, he was very instrumental in helping through that. And Randy's also like a very logical guy and yep. I'm a very emotional guy. So I, I'm often able to help Randy see around corners as well, where he's like, this partner of mine said this. I'm like, what they really mean is blah, blah, blah. So he's just a brilliant guy. I'm really excited that you guys had the time to, to introduce him to the podcast because I've been wanting him to come on for a while. Um, we've only had him to the mastermind, but he's uh, he's going to be such a breath of fresh air for everybody who listens to them. I think that's going to be a great podcast. I can't wait. When's that come out? I think it's next. I think it's next. Um, you see here in this, um, I'll tell you, I'll just give you a sneak peek. So if you're if you're watching, listening on the internet, you can't see the sneak peek. You can't see, it. but this is the thing I've been kind of working on. Yeah, there we go. You see that, Greg? So yeah, that's why kind of like was really called from from really called from listening to Randy, and then thinking really hard and long and hard when we had our last pod with just Dwight. It was just like thinking about selling versus not selling and why someone would do it. And I said, you know, sometimes we just don't know how many options are available as an owner in the vehicle we're in. We think it's just this. Okay. I'm going to work for 30 years and sell my practice, right? I'm just going to have to work and grind and miss all the school plays and all the things, you know? So I was like, look, it's the freedom of direction you have in your practice. You can optimize for scale, right? You can grow, you can build, you can put real estate, you can optimize, you can freedom of direction of go to a purposeful practice, right? Maybe you want to make a lot of impact in your community. Um, but I also want to just tell, tell the listener too, Peter, that this is the freedom of direction of being a dentist and not just an owner as well. That's true. This so is some true. People, some people are owners and they're just getting their ass kicked and their wife is like, why are we doing this? I spoke to somebody recently and he's just not doing well in it. And there's a lot of shame around that because, you know, number one, we're ill-equipped via our dental training to actually own the business. I just had a guy here, Dr. Uh, Johan Figuera. And he's like, dude, the dentistry is the easy part. Everything else is the hard part. And one of my associates so, was having a conversation with like, dude, dentistry. Well, that's what we easy. spoke about with Paul yesterday. Right. Too, right. So, He's like, what so, did you wish dental school would have told you kind of thing? Oh yeah. I'm like, I just thought to myself, how much time do you have? But I realized that <laughs> I was not going to be allowed to talk that much with, with Paul. So I just kind of kept it succinct, but it was, uh, it, it's, if you're an associate and you're actually doing five days a week and you want to have freedom direction to have more time with your family, you can, you don't need you know, you, you can actually fit your lifestyle and, you know, into something that's a little bit less um, opulent and, and have the same freedom of direction. Dentistry allows for that. It's really so, cool. That's why I always and, say, people hear me say all the time, I think it's the most beautiful profession in the world because you get to help people, you know, we're doing God's work and you also have all these variables in which you can transform or metamorph what you want. You just got to think about what you want. I think that's why it, well, I was giving you so many compliments yesterday was that, you know, it all starts with the first point of a vision and you are just really talented in getting that vision out of our masterminders. And you've been great at kind of just talking about and really authentically giving someone an authentic one, not the cut and paste one that we always hear about. And I think once you do that and then you say, Hey, I really just wanted a lake house or I really just wanted to be, I really want to be more present with my family. I want to have some more time or more vacations, whatever. Now you can actually adopt the vision of what you want to accompany that. And and that just is, is uh, it's just super powerful. So it's not this race to grow as fast as possible in order to flip it to a DSO. It's build your practice for sustainability, in my opinion, right? Build it for whatever it wants, where if, if you're feeling overworked then cut the days down, but build it for sustainability, not for this draconian move to flip it to someone else, right? Because yep. you may wake up and be like, oh shit, what did I do? 
what did I do? Um, Craig, I have an interesting thing. So I listened to another podcast called, um, what is it called? My first million. You know it? Oh yeah. Yeah. You've told me to get on that. I, I haven't like done it. it. I like it. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like a less formal all in. They don't have the is it a long job. form. Yeah. Yeah. How and they kind of ramble like we've done this past one, right? There's a lot of rambling, a lot of just them spitballing. They have a good relationship. They're both pretty funny. I'm not saying we are, but but we definitely uh, crush each other lovingly. <clears throat> and and it's like the energy, like you said, that guy said, we have our energies all over the place, up and down and up and down. <laughs> that guy was in your practice. <clears throat> my point of bringing this, the, the My First Million pot up is, A, it's a good one. B, they have this thing called the Gentleman's Agreement. Um which I think you, they should have said gentlemen's and gentlewomen's, but they, they contend they have no female listeners. <clears throat> and basically what he's saying is like, look, if you get value from our pod, we have an agreement. That you're, we're going to give you information. We're going to give you years of years of whatever, the ass kicking and the information and connect this and hopefully advance your, your life and your career and your practice and your people. The gentleman's agreement is this, that you should, you should engage in some capacity, whether that's you leave a review thank you know not say thank us but like leave a review and just kind of like there's some sort of reciprocation i'll do this and you do this and so they he sam parr is the one who he uh was at um hubspot bought his business i can't remember what it was but anyway he said he said it a little bit more aggressively and a little bit more eloquently but he's like look we need you guys to engage in something and i just thought it was cool like because i was looking at our reviews and and um and we haven't had a, we haven't, you know, it's not the cadence of reviews that I'd like to see. Maybe I'm used to the ones in like a dental practice, right? Having happening all the time. But I think it's just like anything else. We have to be reminded yeah. to like, oh, that was cool. That was a good pod. You know, I, you know, I really enjoyed that. Like, it would be awesome if you left a review for us. Right. Well, that's oh, what I get every time. By I get the way, nice, every time I get a nice message, I'm like, did you leave a review? No, but I will. So like you yeah. take the time to write a message, but yeah, that would be very meaningful for us. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that, and you know, and, and just uh, checking out maybe the, maybe checking out the book or hell come to the summit and, and, and get exposed to what it, oh, what by the way, do. I just got the email from Lacey early bird tickets are now sold out. You sold you lose. out six Can months. In advance. Boom. Awesome, man. It is cool. It is cool. The, um, okay. Also. Another announcement, and I'm not sure you even know this. Yes, you do know because it, it was on the text thread. Bulletproof was voted. Yes. We haven't even talked about this. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> listen, we're asking people to leave reviews and we're not even like tooting our own horn. So you know, no, but like it, but look, the reviews is not, I mean, the reviews matter more than this award, right? It, but it was a viewer's choice. Is it's only I don't I guess I could can hey Jamie, can you look at our website? Because I know Lacey put it up. But essentially it was the number one podcast for the viewer's choice or something of 2022 by um by this podcast network. So anyway, that's awesome. So I want to thank everybody in the same tone of asking for review. I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to us craig and i were just talking the other day i was like craig i feel like we've had this like crazy momentum lift in the past seven or eight months just a lot more feedback a lot more text i hear a lot more like even paul goodman got on yesterday and he goes guys i've been on like uh, all the podcasts and he goes i've never been hit up on the side like i was with y'all to say like hey heard you on bulletproof he goes i've never he's like it was it was crazy how much different it was um that's awesome yeah um that's awesome well listen what does it say on the web for the right reasons to just try to help people you know i think uh we have uh 
you know, what, what we were talking to Paul yesterday about, you know, between the two of us, we've literally done just about everything. We've made almost every mistake. We've discussed to prove it. Now it's just this, this idea to just help pave it forward. I just don't want to see other people have to, you know, get, get crushed as bad as some of the things that we went through. Yeah. So that's my thought. And I know yours as well. What does it say on the uh, website? I'm, I'm curious. Fan favorite. Fan favorite. Got it. Uh, I forget favorite. what the company was, but anyway, thank you for that. And, um, yeah, the summit's gonna be cool, man. It's um, I, I I glad to hear, I'm glad to hear that it's uh, sold out. I know the room blocks have been going fast, and I hope it's um. Yeah, that room block is really important because it's. I hope like someone has somewhere has sniped our room code. I, I I hope that hasn't gone like some viral on the internet because it's like two hundred fifty dollars a a night versus the shit. What are we? What is it like on seven fifty eight hundred right now? Yeah, that's crazy. So hopefully that's. Your dog wants you, Peter. Your dog, your dog. Yeah, you. you know what? The one time you don't close your door in your studio, this is you think your dogs are being well behaved. They're not. Is, you know, is, is that a law, buddy? In your studio, like I don't have a studio. I'm just my home. Well, office, you know, I, you know, <laughs> I, I am. Uh, you know, I've been doing this since 2016, Craig. So well, that's true. I only joined in 17. Yeah, you just anyway, do it. Peter, that that was an awesome podcast. I appreciate uh, being invited back on. You're um, welcome. I thought welcome that back. the last one y'all did was freaking awesome. Super, super pleased. I think the uh, Randy, to, to your question, I think the Randy one is next, which means that by the time this one goes out, it'll be in the one before this one. <laughs> well, can't we change that? We can, aren't we in sure, control of that? Sure. At least you I, change I, it up. I don't know. I don't know. That seems above my pay grade, bud, but we can, yeah, uh, I'll, we can I'll maybe, work on it. We can maybe, but here's we go, Craig. Oh, there we go. Going out. Awesome. Awesome Going out. Being with you, buddy. I'll talk to you right, soon. Buddy. Thanks for listening, guys.